Money, money, money. Somebody, so, I guess that somebody was my mother-in-law. Doesn't listen to the podcast. If uh, hey, Susan's a great lady. I like her. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but she said the other day she should. Oh, obviously, everyone should. I tell everyone they should. Yeah. Uh, something about the fact of a theme song. Someone said, "Hey, I got a theme song." Yeah. When what do you mean? Yeah, it's just a theme song. I said for my podcast. I played it for her. She liked it. Oh yeah. Who doesn't like it? Uh, um, one of the ones back a while ago, and I had the cha-ching, 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 the more than one ching. Man, yeah. my wife lost it because she thought she was selling like crazy. Yeah, I've kind of toned it down a little bit. But anyways, episode, what are we at? 36. 36. This is the podcast we talk about making money on eBay, Amazon, any kind of online platform. Online platform, your Facebook marketing groups, your Craigslist. Uh, and a fun way that you like to get to. You still list on MySpace, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. I asked Jeeves how to get to MySpace. There you go, all the time. So that's that's uh, what we got today. The Alpha Vistas. Ooh. Yeah. So we know we like to have fun, but we break it down. We have some serious, we are, we are serious trying to get you to make more money online. Absolutely. Or in your life. Uh, we do focus a lot on eBay because that's where we spend 99% of our online selling time. But we also have the twist because once you do start making money, it's you don't want to give any more to Uncle Sam than you have to. So we, have, we get into some accounting type questions, bookkeeping type things because if you're making money at this, like the reality is you're going to have some expenses and then you're going to have some things that you didn't realize like your cell phone, you should have been writing law. Keeping track of your mileage to and from. Meals while you're sourcing. There's a lot of things that you can write off. Podcast subscriptions, which this one is free. Go to Apple iTunes, Dog Catcher, Space Dreamer, whatever. Whatever you're getting. And let me say, you're getting every last penny's worth of what you're paying. <laughs> Guaranteed or triple your money back on this bad boy. Absolutely. This is like a 100x time show. <laughs> What you're paying, you're getting 100 times. It's like that craps table that we're going to get into later where you can put 100 times odds. Yeah, I had that. That didn't go well. Flipping hey, Missouri. Hey, hey, hold on. Hold on. Oh. What time is it? Ooh. It's Diet Code oh, oh. Red Do 30. It's a, it's a Diet Code Red Do 30. Ad's been so generous to provide me. So we've got a... I, I just going to go out on the limb and say, I think this is going to be our best podcast ever. See? And you know why? The whole reason we started this podcast. I'm going to lead with this. Are you right if I lead with this? Take it. Adam's more excited about this than me. So freaking pumped. We got text messages like at 11.30 on Sunday night, and I was... No. Yeah, it was Sunday night. It was Sunday? Yeah, on the tweet machine, because we saw you on Monday, whatever day it was. <laughs> I'm so excited. They just can't hide it. He's about to lose control, and I think I like it. That can mean a lot of things. That was the Judge Judy. Not Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy. What was her name? Dog. Dr. Laura. Remember Dr. Laura? No. Slussinger. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, that was her thing. You're already ruining the podcast. 
Wow. Well, that's saying a lot considering who follows me on Twitter. Hey, hey, you're right. You are the wrestling eBay champion. So, uh, so go ahead. So the whole reason we started this podcast is we've talked about this forever. We've got a group of friends, which we went out to Wendover with this last week. Abdi, let me talk about it last week. Rest assured, you'll hear about it on the Derail with Derek this week. Yeah, we're not going to put me in any compromised positions again. So. Nah, no promises. <laughs> the whole reason we started, we've, we've had a lot of stories, we've had a lot of things over the years, and we're in the digital era. I said, why don't we document some of this stuff? Like, why don't we start talking about this? Derek's always sold some crazy stuff on eBay. I've always had, uh, you know, a unique vantage point of accounting and how you can do certain things that are all 100% legal. Like, we don't do anything illegal. Yes, we have, you know, lines that are gray, but it's like, hey, here's the reason why. Document when you're traveling here. Document the information so that you can pay less in taxes. Every year in jail, let me say, it's not going to be Adam Beasley's fault. He will help you get audited, anything like that. If you're in jail, it's because... Frankly, you didn't do it right. Yeah, Wesley Snipes, I could have helped you out, brother. He could have helped you out. Uh, Pay your taxes. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that we could have done better. The news will come, and people will say, frankly, I thought he knew how to pay taxes. I thought he was paying them. I I thought he was paying them. The reality, people, is if you're selling on the Internet, even though you think Uncle Sam doesn't know about it, you need to report that income. And it's getting to be that time. I mean, we're getting later in the season. Um the year's sneaking up on us. It's going to be tax time before you know it. Yeah. So uh, get, get your documents in order. If you need to talk to Adam, we have all over the place where you can talk to Adam. Send us a message. Whatever. We're, we're, here, we're here to do that. We're here nor there. We want to give you the advice. And it, it's you need to be keeping track of your things. Keep your house in order so that when it, that tax time does come, you know what you need to be at. But that's, that's the whole reason we started it. That was the concept, the idea kind of morphed into this over 35 episodes. I mean, I was, I was big listening. I wanted to do podcasts. I kind of started one with my dad, but I never knew how to get to the next level or put it up online. Might reinvent that at some point, talk to him about it. But Adam says, we're going to do a podcast. I said, well, I've been listening to Scavenger Life podcasts for, for months, years at this point, and this is kind of what I want to do. And Adam said, well, there's this guy I listen to that you need to start listening there's to. this guy. And his name is? Gary Vaynerchuk. And I said, I don't know who that is. Adam's like, this is my dude. Gary V. And so Adam has been kind of obsessed with I've him. been pounding the pavement with this guy. He, he watches what he does. He's tweeting oh, yeah. at him. Yeah. He's uh, reaching out. Oh, I send a message all the time. He's buying cards from him. Absolutely. Well, let's just say Sunday, I got a little alert on my phone that one Mr. Gary Vanderchuk follows me on Twitter. And... and- we're not making this out to say this is a big deal, but this is a big deal. Oh, if you're in the resale world, yeah, I mean, this is... It's a big deal. That's uh, I put it on my Facebook. So I was sharing the message. I'm like, I can't believe this just happened, and I'm sending pictures and, and this, that, and the other. And it's all because Adam's put me out there to him. I, I mean... I've been trying for a year. <laughs> almost more... Well, I want to say since March of last... I've been trying for a solid 18 months... To get this guy to throw me a freaking bone. So he, he goes and finds your friend and follows him on Twitter. <laughs> yes. He's, he's on Twitter. So Gary did really big into the um, online reselling card industry. You know, sports cards, heavy into basketball, you know, not much baseball. He's got his own card line. But he also has a lot of obscure wrestling stuff. So Sunday night, he's doing like a, you know, on Twitter. He's very, very active online. He's also very progressive into, 
you know, going into Twitter. He was totally a part of, you know, Facebook, Uber. This guy gets what's going on. He did Wine Library. It was like one of the first um, YouTube type companies or, you know, shows that got more than a million followers. Multi-millionaire. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he, Entrepreneur. This guy is like, he, he is the king of the space we're in. The, the thing I put, in the reseller world, this is basically like getting followed by the godfather, yeah, so to speak. That, that's essentially what it is. So I've been scratching for 18 months. <laughs> I like It's funny because on Friday of last week, like he has a text message thing. and He'll send you a text message and he says, hey, tag me with this hashtag and I might call you on FaceTime and all these things. You know, it's like you're waiting like. Is he going to call? Like, I, and I got like a weird random phone call. I'm like, that's him. That's oh, it's some freaking sales guy trying to get me to borrow money from him. Uh, your, your life insurance term may be up with your car. If you send me $5,000, we can put you in any make and model. That's right. So I'm on Twitter, and he's talking about cards. And some reason he said wrestling. And I'm like, Gary, hey, you ought to check out my buddy at D-Roy Everett. He's got some real sweet cards. So then next thing I know... He goes and checks him out, and then I get this message from Derek saying, dude, look at this. Gary Vee is not following you. <laughs> so here's my thing. I focused a lot more on Instagram. Instagram. So you got the Facebook, and I was doing both on Twitter and Instagram, but my Instagram was follow. Like, my followers went up. I put bolos on there. I started that the day we started the podcast, yeah. basically. So it's not huge, but that seemed to be growing a lot more, and I kind of let my Twitter go on the wayside a bit. But now, with the... Uh, a Gary Vanderchuk follow. I'm like, oh, I need to step my game up on my you Twitter. You better be stepping your game up. So I don't know what that means for me necessarily, but I got some interesting people that follow me on, on Twitter. But one of them is uh, Mr. Gary Vanderchuk, who has about 2 million followers. Yeah. He only follows 11,000, 11, and I am one of the 11. And and here's the thing. The reason why, well, I can speculate. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, he's not a follower of mine. Um, <laughs> Derek's Twitter thing says eBay champion. And if you go through his hashtags, his different items, like he is hitting eBay hard. He is hitting wrestling hard, and that is Gary's space. What, what he doesn't know is, one, I don't even follow Gary. He follows me. I don't follow him. <laughs> Not too many people can say that. I'm going to have to change that probably. Uh, the, the other thing is, uh, You're fucking kidding me. I, I probably paid him ten grand to follow me just to do this to you. I'm like, hey, time this right. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, it was it was awesome. I mean, it was one of those things where I'm like, this is unreal, and I'm, I'm telling my wife like, this guy is a huge deal, and Adam's been all about this guy. This is why he started the podcast. This is why we're getting to where we are, and and uh, he's been a big motivation for him. I thought he followed both of us. It's actually no, what I thought happened. No, it's just you. <laughs> so, I know. I saw that. So then I went for years. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, well, I don't want to it too much. It's but. funny because you look and like the people that he follows, Derek Everett, Hulk Hogan, D, like <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yeah, yeah. Derek Everett. Well, I was, so I looked and uh, our, our buddy Conrad Thompson follows him, yes, yes. Hulk Hogan. Like there's these big names I'm like, that I follow that follow him. So, yeah. and Derek Everett, I, I think you, you sent out a tweet about something the other day, and this cracked me up, too, because I told my wife, which of these things is not like the other? It was like, I don't remember. It's like, President Obama, <laughs> President Trump, Hulk Hogan, Gary Vee, The Rock, Derek Everett. <laughs> like, which, which one of these just isn't quite the same? Well, that's because we're to that point. And it, it's so funny because it's, you, you never know where these things are going to go. I really feel like we're getting to that breakout point. Um I've been doing a lot, like we talked about, broadening our horizon. 
how do you get into doing this? Because six months ago, I didn't, I barely knew what a podcast was. I mean, we're still, yeah, way new, and uh, like Adam hits his things, I hit my things. It seems to be working. We're we're growing, but it's this is one of those things that's definitely huge on the uh, resume yeah. for the Death Files and Taxes show. I say it's both of us. We're selling online. We're doing it together. So the cool part is is because of this, it's also allowed me to open up my doors. So I was just listening to a couple other podcasts today. Um, the uh, Pure Hustle, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pure Hustle went into that. They do a lot of the same type thing we do, but then you also talk about scavenger life. But then I've gotten into some more of like the business type related things. Um, young and Profiting, that's a really good one. Um, and there's just different aspects that teach you to say, hey, if you're to this point, this is where it goes. I mean, we're we're nearly at we're at three thousand downloads. Well, we're growing, and we're, and that doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot from where we came from, and we're getting a lot more traction on everything that we're doing, and we're excited because people are listening. People are listening, in, and I found out a lot of people are sharing the show. So we say, you know, give us that like review, blah blah blah. We've been saying it forever, and we'll continue to say it forever because that's how the show grows. Um, but I've had certain people that say, hey, I just listened to you at work or this or that, but I'm sharing um, with. My friends or the people at work will come over and say, hey, what are you listening to? And so they're, they're sharing that way, and I think word of mouth is helping. So to everyone that's helped us at this point, thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we keep growing with people like uh, Gary B. you know, following us and stuff. I think that's a real, um, I guess, good opportunity. We'll see where we can go from, from there. But Well, and the, the cool thing is, like I said, we both have people that will send us messages saying, Hey, what do you think about this? I just got one. Yeah. Friend of the show, one of my partners at the other, at Extreme Modus, Dale Pitts, sent me over this thing. says, hey, check out this lamp. What do you think about this lamp? And I'm like, dude, that's really cool. Oh, wow. (laughs) I would buy that. Exactly. Yeah, I would buy that in a heartbeat. And that's the same thing. I mean, these guys have a machine shop, and I was there a couple weeks ago, which, there's your shirt. I've got it there. That's what I was about to ask you. It's right there. You know, they're going through, and, and at the shop, they have rags. And I pull out this rag, and I was like, I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing with that? Uh, cleaning up oil? Like, dude, that's like a $100 bill right there. That one hurt. That one hurt me in the pocketbook when I saw it. it it's a Team USA Dream Team shirt from 1992. Well, the great thing is, so 2020, the Olympics are coming up again. There's new Olympic basketball, so it's going to reiterate. I was watching a special the other day on the original Dream Team because that's the kind of thing I do. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, yeah that's 100 I mean, realistically, with some grease stains, probably 60 to $70. Yeah, but if it was a clean one owner. Yeah, anywhere $100 on up. But, but that the whole idea is the mindset of when you look at things, like, don't just look at it as a thing. Look at it as a dollar amount. Uh, yeah, I mean, if everything's got some cost associated to it. Yeah, if it's not important to you and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm looking for a couple hundred extra bucks to, you know, I don't know, fly to New York to go see your brother. If you're looking for a couple extra bucks to go to Disneyland, that fun, that why you're doing this, or if you're, you know, been on the fence about going from part-time seller to full-time, or if you're doing this full-time and now you're at the point like, man, I got to do some real tax planning. I got to be an S corporation. I got to start paying myself a wage. Hey, this is a real business. Let's turn it into I need to start paying some retirement. Whatever spectrum you're on, you can be learning. And and here's the thing: is everyone thinks I don't know what everyone thinks, but I brought this up before. I have a guy at work that's into these Funko Pops, right? And so he's, he's getting ready. He's listening to me and saying, 
get your stuff for Christmas now because whatever is popular is going to go up. So he's starting to buy his kid Christmas toys now because whatever's going to be in demand, what he's trying to find, is going to be costing him more either time or money in the future months. So he was looking for this one, I don't remember what it was, some character, Funko Pop. And he, he sees him on eBay and they're like hundreds of dollars. It's like this rare one. And he finds this weird, obscure place that's selling for $25. And he's like, well, you're the expert. Should I buy this or not? So, well, you buy it with your PayPal. You're going to get your money back if something goes wrong, right? Yeah. So it might be counterfeit. might not be. And uh, he gets thinking about it. He says, well, if this is a real one, I'm not going to give it to my kid for Christmas. I'm going to give it to you to sell. <laughs> and we'll split the money. And I was sitting there. And I'm like, nah, you can, you can list it yourself. I'll teach you how to do it. But I'm not looking to take on the commission. And split it with you, and he's kind of like, well, why not? I just saw where you bought it from. If I want to do it, I'm going to not give you half. I'm going to go buy 20 of them and, and sell it, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's the thing. If you're, uh, we want, I want to help people do it for themselves. Yes. So, as I was showing those pictures from a friend of the program, Dale, he sent me some, some toilet paper, a picture of toilet paper, and he said, bring that up. So, what does that mean, buddy? Okay. P- people say... You can sell anything on eBay. All right. And people say, well, you're, you're not telling me the truth. There's obviously some things that you can't sell. Toilet paper rolls sell on eBay. Toilet paper rolls. And let me tell you why. You have kids that are in, in school, right? Yes, I do. Have they ever done a craft project where they decorate with pipe cleaners or googly eyes at a toilet paper roll? True. Now, where do those rolls come from? Um, usage. Do you think the school lady just keeps her toilet paper rolls all year round from her family and brings them into uh, school and has 30 rolls for 30 kids? Uh, no. She goes on eBay and she buys them. The crafty people. The crafters, huh? Uh, beer, beer bottle caps. You can sell those on eBay. Because people will make designs, they'll do different things with them. Uh, the, the longer, like the hand towel type items, right? Now, this isn't going to give you a lot of money, but the things that people are throwing away, because um, people joke and say toilet paper and all that, well, toilet paper rolls, you know, and you, you're going to have to get a big box of them, but people will buy that kind of stuff from you. That's just crazy to me. And I, I've been meaning to bring this up, so I was glad they sent you over that picture. Uh, but if you think about kind of the crafty things that kids do in school, yeah, um, they need to get that in bulk for how many elementary schools across the world right now? Several. So there's a there's a demand, and you just don't want to be wasting cardboard rolls. Man, and the only toilet paper rolls I'm seeing on here are presidential, either Obama or Trump. Look up uh, cardboard tube. Oh, cardboard. Yeah, I mean, you can't you have to call it the right oh, something fancy. Oh, that's where they get the uh, brand gender, size, color, theme is important. Yeah, see, if you're looking for that, look up Craft Cardboard 2 and see what comes up. Craft Cardboard 2, okay. Yeah, let's, let's do that real fast right here. Just while I got you here. I'm trying to think of some of these other things, but there's there's a pretty good list of things that people would just throw away that uh, you can sell on eBay. Whoa. Yeah, there you... Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's some, some things on there. There's some things. Look up... Uh, Beer bottle caps. Am I, is, this, is this safe for work? I, I mean, you're the owner of the company. Oh. But people will do art projects or all sorts of things with these things. So you're saying about anything will sell. Yeah, so uh, just when your, your buddy was razzing you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So there you so. go. That's a uh, good time 
we're, we're hoping to bring some value. I think that's the big thing is we want to make sure we're bringing you value every week. But the biggest thing is we want this to feel like you're you're on a road trip with us because we just had a road trip. That's, that's how I feel is, uh, it's, you know, I've said it before, because we all go sourcing. And if you're sourcing by yourself, it can get kind of lonely. If you're sitting in your house or apartment by yourself listing, it can kind of get lonely. Yeah. I want it to be like there's there's Derek and Adam. We're sitting there with you. And we're just chatting at the store wherever with you. You're on the road trip in the car, and uh, that's what we're doing. Sourcing's fun. Listing is not. Depends who you are. Some people, now now granted, some people are in it. They can list. That's their thing. They like to do that kind of a thing. Some people like to source. Well, if you like to some list. People, some people like to take pictures. If you like to list or take pictures... Contact Derek on the tweet machine because <laughs> Adam's got a job for you. Now that we have the multi-user uh, eBay platform, Derek's got plenty of work in because he's got some cool stuff. My death pile is getting larger. Um, I, I need to get some stuff sold, and for me, buying is the fun part. But man, I like this. This is a really cool, unique thing. Like I said, we've turned this into this is what we now do as a family. Yeah, well, and like I said, I told, I told to my son the other day. I'm like, listen, dude. You're nine. You're nine years old. Listen, kid. Okay, listen, kid. You, you got you. You can go places in life, but we're going to start teaching you how to list your own items. You know about the sourcing part. Like he's the one that had the golden eye that pulled out our McDonald's mat. Like mm-hmm. kid gets it. Like I said, and yeah, he wants to look up other things, but he wants to be able to learn how to list himself. And I says, all right, let's do it. Let's teach him. Let's yeah. let's get your money that you made from that. Let's buy you a computer because now they're teaching typing in school. So you might as well be doing while you're typing. Calligraphy out and actually make typing meaningful instead of writing rolls of sentences that are just going to be deleted. It's going to be uh, brand, Nike, gender, men's. <laughs> he can get into I'm really pushing this. You are, you are getting this Cardinals thing. Yeah, you're not going to know what, what to do once it's gone. All those Kyler Murray fans. And here's the other thing. So outsourcing, right, is the fun thing. Yes. It gets a little awkward when you run into uh, people that are starting to sell because of you at the store. Yeah. I, I ran into, just yesterday, friend of the uh, friend of the show's wife and kids at the TJ Maxx. What? After work, I swing in there because, you know, I got my eye on a few things, and uh, and, uh, and I'm like, I'm not going to, I probably shouldn't say the names, but... Is I, it Jimmy B? No, it wasn't Jimmy B. I don't, Jimmy B says he's not selling. I don't know. He's, he's in the rough, man. That guy's in the weeds. Jimmy Cheeky Pants needs to get selling. That's right. But I, I'm run, I'm walking down the aisle. I have my earphones, and you've seen me at stores before. I kind of zone out, look at my thing, and I'm not. Getting, you're listening to the death pile, and I'm not. Getting, sure. I'm not getting good uh, good coverage yeah, on my thing. Yeah, I hate that. And so all of a sudden, I just hear Derek, and I look up. And I'm like, oh wow. So it's like, what are you doing here? And I know the same thing I'm doing there. You know, and it's like, um, now you're looking for the same. We're stuff. looking for the same stuff. This is gonna get a little awkward. But that wasn't the first time, but. I'm just like, okay, now I have created competition for myself, which is something I didn't think was going to happen. Last thing I ever would have thought would happen on our Wendover trip. We'd get there, and friend of the program, Michael Painter's favorite thing was he ran over to the well, Starbucks oh, shop. Are we, getting, are we getting derailed? Are we going to go for it right now off the bat? No, no. I, I was going to say full story. That was, that was a, little, a little teaser. Getting a little too excited. But I'm just saying, you're creating, like, people are thinking about it. Lots of people are now thinking about it. And that's the and, mindset. We and that's because they're seeing the results, right? If 
if uh, they're doing this, they're not just doing it to make me and you happy because, hey, we listen to the show and we're selling and we're making peanuts. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously getting results and making money enough that they'll, yeah. Dollar, dollar bill. They'll, they'll yeah. change habits in their life to go out of the way to stores and, uh, and yeah, looking for this stuff. We, we want some results. So, well, that's just a little teaser to the derailed section today. A little, little teasy teasy. So what do you got for me then? Entertain me. Well, I mean, you, I entertain. We're going to talk shop a little bit. All right. I got a... Uh, Make me some money. I got an idea. Okay. Last yeah. time you told me you had an idea, I ended up being the life coach. Ended up being a life I told you your last thought died of loneliness. You didn't like that too much. No, no. So, uh, a few years back, they had these Nintendo Minis. You remember that because oh, you were talking about it with me for a while. I remember. And then they came out with a Super Nintendo Mini. And then last year, they came out with a uh, PlayStation Mini that kind of flopped. It was kind of expensive. The games on it weren't that great. Um, this year, the, the talk is, and I said last week, I'm not going to share my Christmas items. Um, this might be me slipping back a little bit. Your bogos. I'm, I'm sending out an idea. Not sure if it's going to be big or not, but rumor has it there's going to be a Sega Genesis Mini that's going to have a lot of games on it. And I think it was about $80. The only game... There's only one game that even matters on the Sega Genesis. Earthworm Jim. Sonic the Hedgehog. Toe Jam and Earl. No, just Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Search for Curly's Gold. I remember playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and it was like the most amazing thing ever, because... Echo the, that dolphin. We game. didn't have any of those. I don't know where you're going with this, man. Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Wasn't that on there? All right. They're going to come out with this new Sega Genesis Mini. Tell us about Sonic the Hedgehog. No, just one of those things. Like, you bring it up, it's, like, nostalgic for me. Good time had by all. So, apparently, they're going to be rolling out here soon a uh, a, a Mini, their version of the Mini for the Sega. Uh, about $80. going to have several games on there. Although, from what I hear, you only need one. Yes. So. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, you're somebody of a certain age. I told you that's it's what got the nostalgia. That's what they're doing is they're going after these these trends that are you know twenty five to thirty five years old. Like, Usually these things doing. are kind of a limited release, yeah. So that there's more demand than what's been released. So that's something I'd say keep your eye on. Or if you're somebody that wants one for yourself, I would get out there and get it quick, quickly. It's kind of like Costco. Like when you see something you need at Costco, like you buy it. Because the next time you go back, it'll probably be gone. The mini tower, I think. So. Mini tower, why did I put that on there? I don't know. So, uh, so what are you saying? Is that on your Christmas list? Is that what I should be looking for you? I'm saying hey, it's, on the, it's on the list. I don't want to get into this, uh, what are you, Indian giver type thing. Wow. You give it back, you I don't think that's back. politically correct anymore, for one. Hey, it's, a, it's a term. So is a lot of things. Doesn't so make them right. What's the term that I should be using? I haven't heard your story yet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I've been asking you to find out, friend of the program, Waddy, what he ever did with those peanut M&Ms. <laughs> He's too busy wondering what color you were on the sidelines and things. Did he? Did he give them back? Did he? I eat think them, he ate them. Or did he sell them? I think he went down there. His mom and his kids were. I think they ate if them. If he the ate them, I'm like a okay. Pat him on the back. Attaboy, Waddy. If not, send them back to Adam Beasley at AdamUpAccounting.com. <laughs> if he went in and turned around and sold them. Good for you. What flavor were they? I don't remember. Oh, I was going to say, I could look them up right now and see if they're at the store. <laughs> yeah, look on this. No, I'm pretty sure he, uh, he ate them. 
So that's if you're looking for gifts for your friends and family, get them on eBay. Well, that's the thing. You can find anything on there. Um, hopefully, you can get it at a good price, and you're smart people like us. So going back, I mean, like yourself. We, we had this discussion. Going back to my YouTube versus YouTube mm-hmm. discussion we had with, with concert T-shirts from friend of the program, Brian. You know, talked to his wife about it. and said, Oh, yeah, he's got all kinds of shirts, but he ain't selling them. Yeah. Which, that's fine. But if you're looking for that special one shirt that he didn't get because it may or may not have gotten lost in transition from the UK when you were coming home, you could buy that tour well, that sounds t-shirt. like a real story. <laughs> you could buy that tour t-shirt specifics of, you know, 2017 tour on eBay and fulfill that lost art of you Definitely. Know, collection. You can get those weird import CDs that you can never find. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would do, if you're giving gift cards, a lot of people give gift cards for Christmas to friends, family, you know, employees, uh, postal people to help them out, tip your people instead of giving them cash. Give an eBay gift card. That's a good idea. Because then they have to come shop on eBay, and they're going to be buying things from people like yourself. How about we do this? How about for Christmas we do a little, you can check out my store and you can... I can check out your store. Fair enough. You know, and make just kind of see what we've got, and you know, see if I can put some of your stuff in my personal collection, and we can throw you a Tetris mug your way. I like that Tetris mug. No, who else is selling mugs now? Here, here we are. Hashtag mug life. Thank you, Gary V. That's where it came from. Well, Derek Everett, too. Do you have Do you have the term hashtag mug life? Hey, Gary follows me on Twitter. I don't know what he picks up and doesn't pick up from me. Okay, I mean. Probably, probably stole it from me for all I know. Our friend of the program, Michael Painter, has followed your heed not only with Mug Life, but with Garfield. Oh, shut the front door. He's got all these Garfield mugs. He's got one with Garfield, like, Wamplay Doctor, dressed up as a nurse. And then he's got, like, they're kind of got some innuendo to them. There's one, like, you dirty devil or something with him dressed up like a, like a devel. Wow. So, friend of the program, Michael Painter's throwing it down. I got a really, this is one I thought would sell that hasn't. I have a New York City one with a yellow cab and the uh, Twin Towers, obviously, from pre-9-11. Okay. Um, I might be asking a good sum for it, but hasn't really sold as much. Um, also, I know you went into Starbucks a little bit. We'll be getting into more of it on the D-Rail. Found this out about Starbucks. Starbucks mugs. Okay. When you buy them, if you buy them new, don't take off the whole sticker at the bottom. You can take off the price if you want or whatever. But the one with the skew, for whatever reason, collectors want that on the mug. Don't ask me why. There's weird things with baseball cards. There's weird things that collectors want, right? Keep so the keep, sticker on it, huh? Keep the sticker on it for whatever reason. That makes it more valuable. Hmm. So I don't know if that proves it's never been washed or used. Potentially. I don't know, but that's just a hot tip I'm throwing out there. That's that's something I never would have known unless I listened to Death Pile and Taxes. The show that Gary Vanderchuk follows, one the of the guys from eBay champion Derek Roy Everett. I was trying to make it sound like he listened to our show and followed it, but then hurry to switch it to on Twitter. Just on Twitter. On the tweet machine. The one that, yeah, he steals all of our ideas on Twitter. So you've got some cool stuff no. on your Twitter. Like, you've got some cool stuff that nobody else has that I think fits his genre. You've got wrestling cards. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I, that's the thing is everyone's got their little niche. They got their thing they're into. And uh, like part of the program we were talking about last week, Ben Seavey, right? Big MacGyver fan. He says, hey, I know I'm a nerd. I got the box set and all that. 
Well, that makes you an expert on it as well. So when it comes to me selling that MacGyver jacket back in the original day, I should have called up Ben Seavey and said, hey, what do you think about this? Angus MacGyver. He knows this information. Yeah. Or, you know, Adam selling, what, what are you an expert on besides taxes? Well, I'm getting into vintage McDonald's stuff. So I find something from McDonald's. I'm like, hey, Adam, what do you think about this, right? Yeah. I got the wrestling. And growing up, it was kind of cool, kind of wasn't for a time. I was kind of nerdy in fourth grade when I showed up with my Hulk Hogan backpack. I wasn't the coolest kid. <laughs> and, and and Lord knows I never became the coolest kid, even when wrestling was cool for a bit. Now it's okay to be like bearded men and like hashtag husky. But, uh, <laughs> y- you know... The, the, the ladies weren't exactly lining up to go two by two to the prom with me like they might be with certain quarterbacks. Nor were the fellas. Eh, well, it was a different time. It wasn't so accepted. I don't know. Maybe they would have been more I'm just saying friends weren't a plenty. I had friends. I just was friend-zoned. <laughs> yes. I had a lot of friends. Um, but now, yeah, I got this uh, insight and... For whatever reason, I get it. It's a weird thing. But there's Marvel movies that are weird things. They're making billions of dollars now. I've came in and out of uh, wrestling. Sometimes you're watching it more fandom. But I've always kind of kept up on the product. And I, I kind of go back for whatever reason. My brain's wired to remember that kind of stuff. So I know wrestling. Um, and that's what Gary V likes. Like he liked, very, Gary V likes this. Hey, Randy Savage, that's who he wanted the, to know about. The macho man, the and, madness. Mm-hmm. And you had. You, you uh, had it. I have a macho man Randy Savage rookie card from a knockoff uh, uh, Monty Gum 1986 company. There's very few in existence, so I'm hoping Gary B comes and pays me a couple hundred dollars for this card. That would be nice. Uh, but, yeah, so... That's the thing. You have your knowledge. You have your thing. And uh, somehow... So here's how I got into wrestling cards. You want to hear how I got into wrestling cards? Because I wasn't... I, I sold wrestling collectibles. I never got into the cards. I didn't grow up collecting wrestling cards, believe it or not. Yeah. I didn't get into them until very recently. So what happened is I was going through all my things. I was kind of cleaning up stuff. And my wife's like, when you go through this stuff and either throw it away or whatever. And I had an old wrestling game that I'd had since I was, you know, younger... And I, I remember I bought it at a KB toy store that was going out of business. And so um, it was it's something that we just picked up. And I never even really played the game. It was a trivia game. And when you don't have wrestling fans, their friends and family aren't into wrestling, playing a trivia game doesn't really, uh, it's not as fun when you're by yourself. But with this game, they had little wrestling cards. And... One of those cards was Rocky Maivia was the guy's name. Oh, I know that Rocky. So he turns out to be The Rock, which, you know, you're watching movies up now, he's like the biggest Hollywood actor. He played football at University of Miami. He got beat out by a guy named Warren Sapp, who had a career. And he made a few dollars. So, anyway, I'm going to sell this game on eBay, because I'm selling stuff on eBay, I don't really care, I'm just throwing up ten bucks for this game. Yeah. Some guy says, do you have uh, all the cards? I don't know. He's selling it, right? Yeah, sure. And he's like, oh, do you got all the cards? And he's like, kind of, you can tell his tone, he's kind of pressured. So I think so. You got the Rocky Maivia card? Um, hmm, let me look. So I go, look, sure enough, I do. I'm like, why does this guy want this thing? He writes me back again, like, hey, hey, I need to know if you got that card. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this guy's, show, he's not a good poker player. No. And so I go and look it up, and this card graded, and this is when I got into grading, was going for a couple hundred bucks. Whoa. 
And I'm like, oh, it's it's The Rock's rookie card. Oh. And there was like five of them or something. There was a very low number. There's a few more at this time, but there's yeah. not very many graded in this condition. And so I write him back, hey, man, not sure. Because <laughs> I, I, whatever, but then yeah. I'm like, I'm, he's not interested. I'm not going to sell it to him for 10 bucks anymore because no. he totally showed his hand. It was He could have bought it and saw if it was there for $10. Which he should have done. Which I've done several times since. Yeah. And not ask the question. I'll look through the pictures and I'll take a gamble. Um, I got two of those cards getting ready to get graded now, by the way, that I'm sending in here soon. So okay. get, in, get in on that. Uh, so long story short, or longer, because it's the podcast and I like to ramble on, sell it, or not sell it, don't sell it, get the cards graded, got a few more cards graded, and they come back and I sell that card for a few hundred dollars. Nice. And so then I'm like, okay, wrestling cards. I know wrestling. I don't know the wrestling card world, but I can learn it. And so I start doing some investing, some time. And there's not really a big um, world, really. It's, no. really. it's really quite narrow, which you can imagine. It's a very niche thing. And even on that, I was a big wrestling fan, never into wrestling cards. So it's a niche of a niche. Very, very... Uh, and it just happens to be that your buddy Gary is well, in the same niche. Yeah, so Gary's in the same niche. So then I go to the Walmart, like I've told you. I find the clearance cards, go through all them. Like, okay, this is something, this isn't. I mean, I found cards that I was selling for, for hundreds of dollars, not reg- regularly, but occasionally. Yeah. But I'm spending pennies to get these cards. And so then I get deeper and deeper and find all these different off-brands. I get my PSA, like we've talked about, membership where I'm getting these cards and different sports cards graded. And I'm, I'm putting them all online. And I got several people who are buying from me now. Whenever I put up things, I know three people are looking at them. Now, limit that over to Gary's looking for cards. Adam's like, hey, check out my friend Derek. We do a podcast together. He sells wrestling cards. He's the man. You're into cards. You should look at his cards, and apparently he did. Yes. So that brings up a point. Like it says, there's a lot of things that are out there. And knowing the difference of what's valuable and what's junk is very important. Okay. So I went on Saturday to this festival, and there was a guy, Tom's Sports Cards. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, I've been listening to Gary. Really trying to get this, you know, I think this card thing, it's really, really fun. Like it. Saw all his stuff. I'm like, dude, let's let's see what I got here. So I went in and, you know, I threw out 20 bucks. I said, let's find my kids some stuff. And there's some grad bag, which I've got two, three cards that I want to have graded. They're the 1989 Hoya, like the actual Georgetown Hoya cards. It has the Kembe Mutombo and Alonzo Morning cards. And they're like those rare you know, because that's what they say is brands that you don't see all the time. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like the cards that, like, the local insurance agency put out yeah, there. Yeah, Something like a one-off. So there are some cool things in there and a couple other things. I have some Barry Sander Oscar Mayer rookies. Oh, those could be those could uh, be something. They're great. You can buy them at uh, my store now. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Is you were saying graded. So we went and saw some cards. My son really liked it. And that's when I says, hey, Derek, you want let's go look at this. Yeah, let's break this down. But let's go check out this store. So Adam sends me a message that says, hey, this guy is looking to go out of business. He's over here. The the Onion Days, as it's called here. It's a huge. It was a huge festival. Huge. Uh, huge. And so we go over and uh, meet up, and my wife comes with me, and uh, Adam's saying, hey, this guy's looking to go out of business. He's willing to make deals, basically. He's going to sell. So I went over, and I was kind of surprised a little bit. Yeah. He's an older guy. 
not a lot of his stuff was graded. And, and that was my thing because I looked at it and I'm like, man, this guy has a lot of cool stuff. Again, I don't know because I asked like the Donovan Mitchells, the newer rookies, like yeah. the cards because that's what – get. It, you're looking at cards. If it's anything like from 1987 through like 95 – no, I said like like two thousand, yeah. like two thousand five, two thousand ten. Even through present for yeah. a lot of it. Most of it, and when I say most, I'm talking like literally probably ninety eight and a half percent. Most of it, yeah, is worth garbage. It's not worth. It really isn't worth anything. But there are those few exceptions, and that was what I said, Derek. I want you to come in and look at these. But the only time those cards become valuable is when you do something unique called grading. Yeah, I mean, there's the rare point where some of them loosely would be worth something, but very, even more rare. Yeah. So, and we've talked about it before. Basically, they're services that you can send them into. Uh, their experts evaluate the card and say, okay, it's in this condition, and they put it in a plastic, uh, encapsulate it, and they put the information on it so that people know it's been authenticated, whatever you want to call it, right? So that's what the grading process does. Yeah, and if you want to go, we broke it down in a couple yeah, episodes. If you're interested in it, go look in the archives. It's there. Or but reach out but to essentially us. all it does is it gives a validation. Validation that this is authentic and this is its condition. And it goes from, for instance, let's just say a $5 card up to a potential $85 card. Yeah, and that, that was the one thing over there. He had these cards... With no rhyme or reason of prices yeah. on them, I was looking them up on eBay. Had one for like eighty five dollars that was selling for a buck fifty. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to be careful here because you you got to know what you're the prices for. don't mean anything. And then he was also though he looked over and said, hey, whatever those are priced, don't worry about it. I'll make you a deal. Yeah. So that's when I thought, okay, bundle, bundle it up there because right? he doesn't want to go through and look at all these. He's trying to get rid of stuff. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna take a little bit of a risk and I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go for it. So I start going. Well, we went through all the obscure cards because yeah. we're looking wrestling cards. He didn't really have anything of no. any value, and uh, he had some weird horse jockey cards and things like that, <laughs> which I guess you get over the years. Um, but then I went for here's my bread and butter. I'm I'm not. This isn't breaking news for anybody. <laughs> oh, I think we talked about this a little bit too. When I look for sports cards, I look for what's what sold for me, and that would be. Mickey Mantle, obviously. Authentic Mickey Mantle cards could be ran over by a train, taped together and stapled, and still pulls down money. Yes. Um, the other guy I go for, Ken Griffey Jr. Now, again, that's in that 90s. 89. 89 through, yeah, rookie. So, 95% of it, not worth a whole lot, but the certain cards, for whatever reason, he connected with our generation. He's a lot of people's and favorite people player. Love they love and have great memories of him. Uh, he had a few video games, that kind of thing his dad played. Everyone knows him. He was on The Simpsons. He was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he was everywhere. So I was looking through his Ken Griffey Jr. cards, and he has a bunch of these weird, obscure rookie cards, yeah. like we were talking about, that was like, you know, it wasn't even a bread company. I was going to say it was like, like Joe yeah, it was like market. Wonder Bread. You know, it was like, yeah, Charlie's Good Eggs. <laughs> And so Ken Griffey Jr. rookie. And I had probably five or six of those. He's like, oh, you like Ken Griffey, huh? I'm like, yeah, I like Ken Griffey. I'll give you this pack of random cards for $3. Throw them on there, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going to pay $3. I'm going to get you down to a dollar on those. You weren't pulling the, hey, is that Rocky Melavita card in yeah, there? Yeah, you got a, uh, yeah, I was like, throw it in there. So, and I got some of his real rookies. Yeah. And here's the thing. There's certain, I mean, look them all up, obviously, but 
I bought a uh, on another auction site. I bought. I've showed you before where I buy sports memorabilia. Yep. I bought like two or three Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards off there. I think they were like five bucks a piece. Got them graded. I sold one for two, like two hundred fifty dollars or something insane. And there's certain years or certain cards, certain brands. I, I think that one was the Fleer '89, yep. something like that. That was a ten. Um, but just go for more. And like I said, the other one I had, I think I told the story, yeah, was, it was, the was a seven or an eight. I can't give it away. Yeah. But these were some of those more weird, just... Conditional. There was one that said promotional only, so I know that just went to people like him that sold cards. Hey. So that's one where I'm like, it doesn't matter the condition. This one's very rare, very limited. Um, I have some King Griffey, and here's some hot tip for the listeners. Uh, there was a video game, the Super Nintendo game. The King Griffey home run hitting or something like that. Yeah. It had a card in it from oh, Nintendo. Wow. That there's not very many out there and there's not very many graded. There's not any graded above an eight. Hmm. So if you got that card, it might behoove you to get it graded. If it's above an eight or nine, you might have hundreds to thousands of dollars on that card. I could use hundreds to thousands. So, so go back through your, uh, your cards and give them a look. Um, another one, when I was looking up, I shared with you, and I think I put it yeah, out on, on the Twitter and stuff. Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan Sports Illustrated. If you have Sports Illustrated for kids, I had a subscription to that. I don't so know if did you I. did. Um, they'd always have the sheet of cards. Uh-huh. I never kind of, I just left them in there. Not because, whatever, I just never dealt with them. I never put them in my cards. So there are these uncut sheets. Uh, there's a Tiger Woods card. I don't know which year, when he was a rookie, whatever year you'd call that. Um, amateur, they call it in golf. Amateur, but I think it was his first year on tour. So it might have been past his amateur. Maybe it was his first, maybe it was the first card. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. If you have that card, get that graded. It's going for thousands of dollars. Thousands. It's one of those that even not graded is going for hundreds. Wow. So if you have that card, um, who else was there? Michael Jordan. There's a few other cards. Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, If you have your Sports Illustrated... I, I contacted my mom and said, hey, we still got these in the basement. I think I threw them away. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, she's like, I threw away anything that was good. I kept the stuff that's not worth crap. <laughs> I threw away all the good stuff. I had, like, these Ghostbuster toys, the He-Man toys growing up. Thanks, Barb. Yeah, I, the Nintendo stuff, all Atari stuff. I don't know, but the other stuff is there. So, anyways, if you have that in your basement, find it. Also, if you're yard selling and you happen to see one of these things, tell them that you'll buy the whole lot. Don't go through it there. Just say, I'm interested, whatever. Take them home and go through them because yeah. you're going to rock my idea yourself. Love it. So You don't want to, don't want to show your cards. Um, so, I'm, so I'm at the card show with you at the booth, and then I'm like, okay, let's see what else he's got. It was kind of whatever. I went over to some basketball. I was looking for some, some Mitchells Jordan, and stuff. Yeah. And so I said, hey, you got any Michael Jordan? Oh, it's over on this side. So, I mean, Michael Jordan, if it's great enough. Always sells. It's always. Even yeah. those crappy cards that we all have. Yeah. You get them graded, they're tens or whatever. You can probably get 20 to 30 bucks a piece, but you are investing money in that. But the more rare, obscure cards, we always talk about that $500,000, $300,000, one of 10 card. So but, what you're saying is you went over to the booth, because, I, again, I don't have the knowledge. You know, I probably would have bought a lot more and lost a lot, but, again, it's my learning curve. And that's kind of what I'm saying is I'm still young in the game. You're a little more experienced. You spent... Forty-five bucks. Forty-five dollars. You'll probably spend what another two hundred dollars, maybe grading. Yeah, give or take, depending yeah, on yeah. what cards I decide. You to might grade. send in twenty cards because you walked away with a handful of cards. Yeah. I mean, what you probably, what do you think you walked away with? Twenty cards. Oh, I have to go look because there was some more than that. Yeah, probably maybe thirty cards. Yeah. You know, so you probably walked away. Each card was maybe a buck and a quarter. Yeah, and that was the thing. So we did the bundle. 
Um, another person I was looking for was Tom Brady because everyone hates him now. Yeah. But in five to ten years, when he's retired, he's going to be the winningest Super Bowl quarterback ever, and your grandkids are going to think this was the Joe Montana, Joe Namath, right? So, um, so you walked away with forty five. So I walked with forty five bucks. I'm going to go home. I've already sorted through. I had those other wrestling cards that I was trying to get together, so I'm putting together a bundle to send in. Yeah, I'll probably set, spend a few hundred dollars to get graded. But realistically, I mean, just just a low ball guesstimation. When you get these all sold, what are you thinking? Here's the problem is getting them listed, like you say. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm hoping to come up with a couple thousand. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I'm hoping that one that was the promotional only, yeah. if I got, you know, 250 whatever, for the one that was plenty of, if this is a one-of-one King Griffey yeah. card, I'm going to ask like a thousand bucks and take an offer. Yeah, um, no. Never know. Throw out some crazy numbers. Don't be afraid to, to throw out crazy numbers if you got the only one in existence. But even, let's just, let's just say, okay, $45 here, a $200 investment on grading, because grading is what gets the value for yeah, it. Yeah, the grade. And that depends what the grades come back as, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping at least $700 to $1,000. Yes. Low, low case. So you sell it for $250. You buy it for $250 with your, your costs. You sell it for a thousand. Yes, eBay is going to take away their fees. This one Saturday morning, you spent going to the shop. You know, going to the card shop for a little bit, spending some time looking at it. You're looking at you know a seven eight hundred dollar real gain. That's that's the idea. And I mean, you have to find. So somebody's going to go. Well, I went and bought every you know uh, Jose Canseco card because I thought he was great. Well, you got to look. No one's buying those cards or whatever. So you do got to know what you're looking for. Um, rule of thumbs, Michael Jordan, King Griffey Jr., it's hot. Mickey Mantle, and uh, I don't know, quarterbacks. It, it's hot like it's getting hot in here. It is getting a little warm. It's it's a lot of hot air in here. There's more hot air in here than this place can almost handle. So let's, uh, let's hit a break. Make it some ice water. We'll come back, and then we'll get derailed. Okay, we'll derail it up good this time. Extreme Modus is a unique wheelchair company that provides a device to get people outside. What kind of people are we talking about? We're talking about anybody who has been confined to a wheelchair or has a mobility issue. You have family members who, for instance, may have endurance issues, fatigue, people with ALS, muscular dystrophy, suffered any kind of brain trauma, cerebral palsy, people who can't uh, move themselves. So what makes your wheelchair different than all these other ones that are on the market that we see? Ours have a really unique uh, balloon tire and a foldable um, middle. Makes it really portable and um, it's just a, a wheelchair. We've taken hundreds of people all over where you can't get a normal wheelchair. Okay. I think I know somebody that might be interested. How can I find out more information? They can reach out to us on any of our social media uh, sites it's called Extreme Motus, M-O-T-U-S. That means mobility in Latin. Now you're getting all fancy on me again. Hey, that's how we set it up. But any of those outlets, you go on there, reach out to us. We'd be happy to, if you live here in the Intermountain West, close by, we've got some rentals that we'll let you get a hold of. Uh, we sell these wheelchairs all over. We've sold them all over the country. 
and we're looking to uh, sell more of them and get more people out in these wheelchairs. Welcome back to Death Piles and Taxes. Well, thank you. I feel welcomed and I feel back. You you are. My back's hurting. I've been carrying you all day. It's <laughs> about time. Last two times I've been carrying you. <laughs> Put some hay on your back. I'm, mild, this load. I'm mildly injured. Mildly injured. Hey, I first need to say to our eBay meter group, our, I know our buddy Bill listens, and uh, I'm sorry I couldn't make it this week. I'm out of town on business. Bidnit trip. So, just want to throw it out there. We're not big timing you. I'm just not there. I don't know if Adam made it or not. He's a busy man. Yeah, well, have to, maybe I'll send him a message so he doesn't feel like we're, we're you're big timing. I'm not big timing. I love the group. Just going to make it. Yeah. Things happen. So. Does he just want to get derailed? I, I, Let's go for it. Here's what happens. Every single week, we, we have this program. We do all these things. We bring value. We do everything. And then we peel back the label a little bit. We, we show you we show you our real lives, our real selves, and I tell you a little something about what's going on. Which we just learned if it's the label on the bottom of the Starbucks mugs, don't peel it off. I think we gave a lot of good information. Yeah. I, I think we can justify a derailment. So derailed with D-Roy is story time with Uncle Evie Pants. And the good thing is this time it involves Adam and involves friends, and uh, everyone knows they're going to be on the episode because... Friends of the pro, and pretty much every single person who was with us is now eBay-related in some fashion. Some fashion, shape, or form. So uh, we talked a few weeks ago about how we were going to go out on our, our gambling trip. We do it about annually. We have a good uh, group of friends, and we got the Sprinter uh, van <laughs> and, and went out to uh, Wendover. Usually, so we've been doing this for years... Sometimes it's just me and Adam. Sometimes it's me and Adam and friend Pelican or friend Durbin. A and, mixed match of that, right? And when we say years, probably the first time we went out there is probably, I'd say, maybe 13, 14 years ago. About every year. Last year I had to go with my wife because you guys would go with me and I, I hit a lot of parlays. Yeah. You were busy. That's... Sometimes it's just us. Sometimes it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. This year it all locked up and... Uh, these are all my friends from high school. Adam feels like a friend from high school. And there was, what was there, six, eight of us? Six of us. In this, uh, sprint, we'll call it the Sprinter Band. Lowrider. <laughs> it wasn't a lowrider until we all, all got in there. Hashtag Husky was running. <laughs> a lot of BS was spewed on this trip. <laughs> so, Adam, so so let me tell you how my week was before this. Um, that BYU-Utah game was the Thursday, so I was up till 1.30 in the morning after that. Yeah. Had to wake up at 6 o'clock, go to a day job, go to work, do my eight hours. Came back that Friday night, went with my wife and my mother-in-law to the uh, Pat Benatar Hart and El King concert. Love them. Which she is uh, Rob Snyder's daughter, I found out. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Deuce Bigelow. So we did that and got back at like midnight, midnight 30. And then you were coming to pick me up the next morning at 6. Yes. So this is like three days in a row of going to bed way late and waking up way early and not listing things on eBay, but just running, burning the candle. So I know that you're an early showing-upper. Me and you have this in common. We do. When it comes to, like, especially this kind of stuff, we'll show up 10, 15 minutes early. If you're not five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. So I'm like, oh, man, I, I know he's going to be here on time. <laughs> I had to set the alarm for, like, 
five forty-five. So I'm like, I can roll out. I got my clothes all laid out. <laughs> I can do this. I'm just gonna get out if I can get moving. So the alarm comes on. I'm like, oh man, it is early. Oh, it's early. Adam's gonna be here. So I got dressed and uh, got out and waited for the band to show up. I was sitting there on the old porch waiting for him. <laughs> right there waiting for him. Because this is a happy trip. Not only we love college football. It's starting. Uh, we enjoy gambling. We enjoy each other's company. It's just a good time with the boys. It was a great time. And this time we had two guys that I've been friends with forever, never came out. We said they'd want yeah. to. Yeah. And so a friend, Michael Painter and Trevor Hooper came. The stars aligned. The stars aligned. They had a great time. Picked up, they buddy, want to go next time. Picked up buddy Derb. Derb. And so we're glowing up people. And even even old friend Pelican, who's going to drive his, his motorcycle out there, said, no, nah, I'm going to ride with you guys. Picked him up in Salt Lake, and it was... Six of us, hashtag Husky. <laughs> it was a lot of, we were testing out the old shocks and bearings on, on this vehicle of Adam. Adam said, load her up. So oh, we're going out there. We're just, you know, catching up, reminiscing, having a good time, talking some eBay. A lot of eBay talk. A lot of eBay talk. Could have been a business trip. What do you mean could have? Well, it was a business trip, but it wasn't thought of as this is going to be a business trip. For you, especially, it was a business trip because we had tax questions. We had eBay questions. And I do taxes and for do taxes for, for four. I, just Hooper and Painter, they're the only ones I don't do taxes for yet. Maybe you, maybe you got. Well, now with Hooper there. getting all these these uh, eBay things, his eBay business is growing. And man, we all know Painter's on top of it. So he is. So we get out there, and you kind of you kind of gave the preface of this, but usually the first thing we do, you hit the restroom because yes. it's been a long drive, and we've been drinking lots of soda pops, uh, but. Well, even first, so we have to head to the gas station because we need some caffeine in us because it's early. It's early. So we hit the caf- we hit the caffeine, and Adam's ready to go. He's got his uh, his magazine there. He's got his picks. He's been doing his research. He has a on the satellite radio. He has the <laughs> he has the sports gambling network tuned in to tell us the locks can't miss of the week. And Deroy was tickled pink. Oh, I'm just, I'm just I'm just smiling from ear to ear. When so, it's when, when it's like 6.15 and you're that excited for something. It's like Christmas morning when you're a kid. It really is for, for us grown guys to go out together, which is weird, but it is. And so they load up. We get going. We, we show up at the casino. And like you were saying, Mike Painter is on a beeline. A beeline? A beeline to the Starbucks. I'm, I'm following. I'm going with him. And he's like, there's this mug, right? Yeah. This, this cup. It's the it's the black one with all the like looks like spikes around it or something like that. It's like a meat tenderizer of some nature, and so he he sees it there and he's like, "Oh, Adam's got oh my goodness, where did you find that? Adam's got one." Michael Painter may have left it in the vehicle. <laughs> oh, oh, this right here in person. Then I thought you went and snagged one. I was I was impressed. No, I Michael Painter forgot it. So, so there it is. Well, don't take off the. Uh, the skew on the back. The sticker? The sticker on the bottom. So so we beeline it there, and he's like, and there's one on the, on the thing, he's like, hey, man, do you want that? Because I think he was kind of like, yeah, you know. He didn't want to poach your territory. He didn't want to poach it. He knew, maybe he thought because I got him into it, or maybe because he, whatever. And I was like, no, you beeline it here. That's yours, man. Grab it. And he's like, I'll see if they got some more back. So he goes and asks the lady, hey, you got any more of these around back? <laughs> Which the funny thing is, uh, is, uh, you know, we're not getting any coffee or anything there because they're always like, anything else? You just want the cup? Like, yeah, that's all we want. And so he had that. And he was smiling from ear to ear at this point. And so so we get that. Uh, Adam's over. Then we go over to the table. And uh, we're, we're looking for all the sports sports games of the week, right? 
uh, the football. Adam's got this down to where he has his morning session and his afternoon session, and then maybe an evening session, depending on how things are going. So uh, we're trying to figure out, you know, the parlay and, and who's covering what, point spreads, and, and this, that, and the other. That's probably not real entertaining, but if you saw the table, it looks like we're taking a bunch of SAT tests because they're those old bubble fill oh, things. Oh, yeah, that was a good time. And, uh, oh, putting her down. What, you, you look her up? I don't want to lose any money. Yeah, he'll, he'll be charging for, money. for debts. So, so we're, we're filling those out, and the morning session's going real good. But the best part is, after we get all our, our morning session and everybody goes on, let's be honest, the best thing that was out there, besides the, uh, you know, the companionship, Pac-Man. Yeah, I was telling this to people, and I don't know if they didn't give it or just didn't care. <laughs> there is a Pac-Man game that you can put money in and play against your friends for money. <laughs> and Mike Durbin was quite good at it. Michael Durbin was stealing. He was the bully on the... He just kept taking my lunch money, man. So how this works, I need to call in. I have, I have a gambling podcast I listen to. I'm going to call in, and I might mention that we have a podcast, too, and see if we can get some listenership swap out. So, so uh, how it works is you put in your money... Three bucks. And three bucks a game, or you can do five bucks if everyone does. I kept trying to do five, but you guys denied me. Yeah, so... Which is probably a good thing. It's kind of like it's kind of like poker, where you're playing the game, and the winner takes the pot. However, with this Pac-Man, you could, you could if you got the power pellet, you'd get to be a big Pac-Man, you could eat your friends, so they would lose. And I think the longer you were on the board, yeah, the more last, points last guy's, you got. Yeah, last guy standing won the, the money. The more money you made, or something like that. I put in my money all excited... And the thing jammed on me. <laughs> you guys broke the machine. And not only did it jam on me, I had like three workers coming over trying to get it, trying to figure it out. I'm like, how much? They're like, how much you put in there? I should have said $200. <laughs> yeah. Or $100. But instead, I was on like 20 bucks. It was a voucher. It was a little more than that. It was like twenty two seventy five. But I thought they'd just pull out the voucher and match it to what I was saying. So that took like... Forever. You guys were, we were there probably 45 minutes. We'll get away. You guys minutes. could still play, couldn't you? No, or, no, you're waiting for me? Yeah, we're waiting for you. And they keep pulling it out and, and trying to fix the machine. And at that point, I was getting hangry. You were getting hangry. It was only like 10.30 in the morning. Well, I've been up since like 5.15. <laughs> so I was like, when are we going to lunch? When are we hitting the buffet? When was, are we getting over there? I needed my, because my, I, I, I fasted to that point. And some of the guys are like, it's 10 in the morning. We're eating lunch at 10 in the morning. It was about 10.45. So we're like, we'll push it out. We'll get 10.45. By the time we get over there, it'll be 11-ish. Yeah. But finally, they fixed the Pac-Man machine. They just ended up giving me 20 bucks. Yeah. And Michael Durbin schooled us at that point. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. But we spent a lot of time at the Pac-Man machine. A lot of good things. So. And I'd, I'd do it again. Yeah. So we get done. Good time. Uh, then we went over and had the buffet. So we go over to the buffet. Ooh. The Mandalay Bay. Was it the Mandalay Bay? That's one of the Montego. Yeah, they say my names. It was a great buffet, was it not? It was great. They had shrimp. Peeled. They had some sort of a brisket steak. Yeah. They had a prime rib. They yeah, had ham. Mystery meat. They had uh, the, the uh, fajita shrimp that you didn't need to put on a fajita. You could just load it up with your plate. We were there so long, the lady stopped bringing us drinks. That's did true. you notice that? Oh, I, I did notice that. The service kind of slowed down, but we tipped her pretty generously. Oh, yeah, we tipped her well. We treated her all right, and uh, that was that was probably one of the best parts for all of us. And, and, we, and the best part, it was round table. It was round table, so we just sat and we chatted and caught up. And yeah. 
and uh, talked for, were, were we there a couple well, hours? We were there two hours. And enough that there was potty breaks where people would leave and come back. Yeah. And uh, we, we ate well. Desserts galore. The dessert bar was hit. Hey, what do you think of that lemon meringue? Oh, you got to go get it. Oh, you got to try that. I'm not I'm a lemon meringue. Oh, you got to try this lemon meringue. How's that rice pudding over there, pal? Oh, that's something. I'm not a rice pudding guy, but I'd try it out. You got to try it out. It's worth it. You only live once. I had my uh, lactate pills I was sharing, passing around. Like, this will help you out. If you have the same problems I'm having, give this a try. You what? got a 20-minute window. Lactate pills. He's not joking. They've done wonders. Done wonders. They allowed me to eat dairy products that I would not be eating otherwise. And uh, you guys were all happy on the trip home. Absolutely. Because you weren't having problems that and I'd be all, sharing. We didn't have tummy problems. We didn't have no tummy issues. So that was that was our uh, our day. We went out there. We, we went had some time with the boys. We ate lunch. Then we kind of all did our own thing. Yeah, after lunch, we kind of separate. Adam goes and watches the football games. I like games. watching games. Because he has all of it there, and that's what he's watching. He's betting on these games. Invested interest. We bet on it, but we got different things going. So I'm over, and I get free play because I, I degenerate, and they'll send me offers. So I had like 30 40 bucks in free play. So I go to this machine where I'd won a, a large sum before, and I put all my money in there because I think, well, it did it once. It might do it again, which it never does, but I'll do it every time because that's what I do. So I'm playing my free play, get to the certain point of if I played my free play, I cash out and take whatever, right? And friend of the program of the show and of the trip, Michael Painter and Trevor Hooper are there. And next to this machine is a Playboy machine. It's, it's a Playboy theme. And so they're like, oh, why don't you, why don't you try that one? And Painter's going to get a compromised picture of me there is what he's thinking he's going to do. He's trying to. I'm he's going to do. I know what's going to happen. Nothing scandalous. He's going to try to take a picture. I'm like, it's nothing. Yeah, it's just a theme or yeah. whatever. And he's going to like, so I'm going to send it to your wife. Well, I don't care. And so I'm like, all right. So I go over, max bet $5, which is a lot, but it's on my free play money. And I hit a bonus round. Boom. And it uh, gave me like, uh, oh, I'd spin the wheel. Give me like 10 free spins or something. They kept just hitting more free, more free spin, more free spin. So at the end of that, I cashed out like six hundred bucks, something like that. It's like six hundred. And they're just looking at me like, "You dirty rotten sob." I said, "You should have done it. It was your idea. You should have played it. Your money. You got the Starbucks mug. I got the six hundred bucks. <laughs> it worked out, right? <laughs> Go figure." Uh, friend uh, Pelican was everything he was touching seemed to be winning. But he had the Midas touch. He had the Midas touch. The games didn't go quite like we wanted them to. We had We're a close. good time. We had a good time. We had a good time. We went to a few different casinos. There's at some point, what was that big wheel that you guys were playing? Oh, we, oh man, that was fun. Like you, you, the wheel spins, and you got to guess what number it's going to land on. And there was there was there was some money won there. Friend Pelican was running around the casino yelling what he'd won, it coming was, back, screaming. We had fun. Adam was yelling at people to turn the TV channels for him. I was I was extremely nice. And then, you were very nice. And then Michael Painter almost, or Durbin got almost, he got the security called on him. He almost got kicked out, and Adam could relate. Because uh, go it back was, and listen. It was just a uh, But yeah, because we were sitting watching the game, and apparently he was sitting somewhere the security guard didn't think he should be sitting. Where do you want me to go? And so the guy's like, you gotta, you gotta move. And he'd like move a little bit. Go, you gotta move. And he's like, where do you want me to move? And the guy's coming over and uh, Grandpa Joe stole a lot of money from people. That was one thing that happened. There's the Willy Wonka game. They, and that's the thing. They make it like it's a game. It's oh, not yeah, it's like, a game. They're, like they're, they're integrating more and it, these, these machines have gone from 
level like it was when we were kids and you'd see your parents play in like 1991, you know, when Abby dropped, you know, two bucks in the machine down in, uh, you know, Mesquite on the way to Disneyland, you know, or you go to the Circus Circus. Yeah, you get the nickels up. You know, the nickel machines. You know, they totally changed them. But it's definitely on the entertainment side. But overall, any other aspects you want to hit on the show? I'll be hit just a few more. Okay. So so me and Pelican were kind of having a duel of who was winning the most money. Yes. Um, we went back to the Pac-Man machine. Can we talk about this for a minute? The, the, the death match of Pac-Man. So we went back to the Pac-Man, and whenever Mike Durbin would win, and he seemed to win, they'd pay him like $3. Yeah. three seventy five, <laughs> like $5. For some reason, I got on a roll. I won a couple in a row. And I won like fifteen dollars, thirteen fifty. Yeah. And so he was quite upset about that. Yeah. I don't know how it determined who won what. Because it was like a spin a wheel, and you pick a prize, and you kept picking the better prize after you won. Um. So yeah. Then then uh, let's see what else. I did have a couple more things. Oh, peer pressure. That was one thing I was gonna say. Was if I didn't listen to peer pressure, they always tell you not to. Yeah. I wouldn't have had that big win. So and so kids out there listening, you should listen to peer pressure. But there was other things. There's others that if they would have not listen to their peer pressure, they would have left with a lot more money. A lot more money. Um, so I did well. On the way home, we stopped to get fuel. We had a fun time. I uh, went to McDonald's. Yeah. And somehow on the way home, you need to explain this to me because I'm not sure what happened. Okay. You were driving and you started hitting a bunch of buttons and you said your seat warmers were on. Yeah. I wasn't sure what was going on there. So it's a new vehicle, uh-huh. and I was pushing, like, because I was trying to get... Uh, I didn't know if you were trying to roll windows down. All of a sudden, you just started, like, hitting your dashboard panel. Well, because I was trying to get... I wanted to get some real feedback from the boys. Uh-huh. So that's when I plugged my phone in and, you know, got the eye thing playing. But when I did it, I hit the wrong button, and it turned on the seat warmer. Okay. So I was getting warm. I was getting warm. Okay, because, yeah, we're going, and then all of a sudden, you're, like, hitting buttons... And uh, we were kind of laughing back and forth. I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. Okay, that makes because you said something about your seat warmers on, and the more I thought about that, I'm like that does not make sense. Yeah, though we had the air conditioner on. I know. And uh, it's a new vehicle. Okay, so so yeah, we had a great time. Some of us had a lot. Well, we all had a great time. time. Some of us won money, some didn't. But that's just how it goes. It was a good time had by. And, And we'll do it again next year. So, moral of the story: Go out with your buddies. Go do something with your friends, you know, your your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. Like, go do something and be involved, like, as a human being. Your peoples. Your friends. Socialize. Yeah, like, be involved. Be engaged. And here's the thing. All that kind of stuff you can sell on eBay. You can sell slot machines. You can sell vintage <laughs> cards. It all relates. Like, I'm an expert on the wrestling cards because of all that. People sell poker chips. Yeah. I mean, so... Connoisseur. If, if this is your thing... Be the best at it. Yeah, make a, a a concerned effort saying, you know, I wonder how big this market is. If you're good at Pac-Man, go hustle for money out in some casino town. And I never would have known that you could do that. That was news to me. Yeah. You're, who knows? You're just waiting on that niche. You're just waiting on, you've got some person way out there who's got millions of dollars, and you have that one specific Randy Savage card that he's looking for. And Mr. Vanderchuk? It's yours. Yeah. Just, just pay me. Just, just buy. We'll do some business together. Little dollars and cents. Because then you got the good stuff that he doesn't even know about. That's right. right. Hey, hey, follow me on Twitter because Gary Vanderchuck does. So you should as well. And he does. At D. Roy Everett. I, 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 he didn't even know who you really were. 
He follows me. <laughs> That's the best part. Is literally had nothing to do with it's it's that card business. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes so, it's better to be lucky than uh, good or whatever. Man, we I've had a great time. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Gonna miss you. I know you you had a business trip in Florida. Hopefully, I mean the hurricane's Can you hitting. Be safe out there. I saw I'm a little. The hurricane was hitting. I think it's missed. I'm gonna be out there for a week. I have to wear like dress attire and pants and stuff, and it's gonna be hot and humid. So I'm a little worried. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. And uh, one thing, I'll be listening. You will be listening. I'll be doing my research while I'm out there in my free time. I'm going to be trying to figure out what's selling for the Christmas. Getting ready for the holiday. So. So, buddy, give me those two things. Hey, there are two things in life that are for certain, and those would be death piles and taxes. taxes. Hey band, it's DJ C DJ Kamaman making you a special mix for your birthday. You coming into adulthood now, baby boy. You gotta get a job, you go go out into the forest, chop some wood, do your thing. Go Baron, it's your birthday.